From the Live X Studios in New York City, Cheesehead TV brings you two guys who like to think they know something about football. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Packer Transplants Live. I am Aaron Nagler, and joining me, as always, is my partner here at Cheesehead TV, Mr. Corey Banky. I am coming to you live from the Cheesehead TV podcast studio in New York City. Corey joins us from Green Bay, Wisconsin, across the street from Lambeau Field, and we are ready to talk some Packers. What do we have on tap today, Corey? Today, we try not to think about the Carolina Panthers ruining Christmas, but right now, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. We got the good, we got Jaden Reed. We got the bad, we got Devondre Campbell. We got the ugly, we got. Joe Barry. That's right. Your best friend of mine, Joe Barry, for the second week in a row, produce helping to produce the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Uh, someone let the man know you're supposed to be producing NFC Defensive Players of the Week. That's right. How you doing, Banky? Uh, I'm doing good. You know, besides doing the Packers. Good? Yeah. Besides yeah, the well, Packers, you know. I'm doing all right. I'm Other than the Packers. Right. You're doing okay. Well, that's that's good to hear. Um, should we just jump right into the hotness? We don't we don't need to belabor the Joe Barry thing yet, do we? No, of course no. not. Uh, let, let's let's get let's get right to it. Let's get to the hotness. Time for the hotness. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. There were several things to choose from, though it maybe didn't feel like it after the game. Plenty of things to choose from when it comes to the hotness this week, but I think we all know what needed to be featured, and that would be this touchdown throw from Jordan Love to Jaden Reed. Let's take a look. We've got both angles here in the coach's tape. We got the initial look. Look at Jordan Love. Everyone's covered, man. That's a good job by the Bucks initially, but then... Jordan Love, with plenty of room to run, throws a missile to Jaden Reed. Let's take a look from the end zone angle. Taylor, you come in. No, no, we go back out. Again, no real place to go with the ball initially. Extend the play. Look at that king missile. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the hotness. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. What do you think that about that, nice. Corey? I liked it. I like that, and I liked, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was it. That was, that was the list of things you liked. It wasn't in that it. Game? It wasn't it, but it was close. There, were, there was a lot not to like in that game. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot not to like, which of course we will get to. But first, we're going to get to the Packers news, uh, starting with Matt Lafleur sticking with Joe Barry. Uh, I think that is the headline of the week, really. Coming off that game, there was. Rampant speculation that uh, Lafleur might dismiss Barry, his defensive coordinator, the last three years, especially after being asked about it post game and saying he needed to look at the tape. Well, Matt looked at the tape and came to the conclusion that, ladies and gentlemen, it's the communication or lack thereof. It's not Joe Barry, so Joe's here. But it it is interesting, though. I do feel like in that press conference, besides the fact that, oh, my God, the comments section on YouTube on that press <laughs> conference, Lord. It was amazing. 
it was incredible. But it was an interesting, I don't know if you could call it a Matt LaFleur pivot, but it did feel Mm -hmm. like instead of saying, why would I do that? It was more along the lines of what good does this do us right now? That's do, right. Right. So that's kind I mean, of interesting, right? It's like yeah. uh, it's going to happen, just not today. It kind of it kind of yeah. felt like that. That was exactly the uh, kind of takeaway I had from that press conference. It's like getting rid of him today does nothing for us. So we're gonna we're gonna trudge through these last three games uh, with Joe at my side, so to speak. I really uh, would love to, to be a fly on the wall with with like. What what it what is the like the weekly stand up with Goody and the weekly stand up with Mark from last week? You know what mm, I mean? Like, right. is there is yep. it a monthly stand up with Mark? Is it a weekly? Like, what are we talking? No, about we asked. Here? You know didn't we? I mean? Matt asked was asked this. I think it, it. I think it's weekly during the season. I would I can't think, remember right? for sure, though. I mean, we have a yeah, weekly meeting, and we're just a small blog. You know what I mean? It's like you got to <laughs> have literally least... have a weekly meeting. <laughs> I hope they're having a weekly meeting. Good lord. Although, I just wonder, know, what is Brian? Do you think story. Brian brought it up, though? You think Brian brought it up? Like, say so you're going to fire Joe? I, I, I doubt it. But here's the thing. <laughs> Brian and Matt, quote, talk all the time, right? Like, they have their standing meetings with Murphy. And I do wonder, Goody talking to Murphy, is he saying, now we'll get back to the triangle, right? Is Goody talking to Murphy like, God, I keep, like, handing this dude defensive players and we keep sucking on defense. Like at some point, we got to make a change. Like, is that a conversation? I mean, obviously not in that tone or tenor, but I got to think it's got to be a little frustrating for Goody at some point. You know, like, can we let our guys compete, not line them up mm. in Waukesha? You know, like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens at the end of the season. Uh, going to today's practice, uh, several guys missing practice today, though, not. Any of them are really huge surprise. Watson, Reed, Savage, Campbell, and Jenkins all miss practice. Now, Jenkins has missed early practices pretty much every week for the last few weeks. I expect he'll go with that shoulder. Campbell, back on the injury report after his uh, tweet yesterday talking about playing through injury. Last week wasn't on the injury report. Back on the injury report with the the neck injury. Um and Reed, I mean, this is his third different injury he's dealt with here in these last few weeks. Now it is a toe injury for Jaden Reed. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he's back out there later this week, but we'll see. Um, on the flip side, we got two guys coming back to practice in Emmanuel Wilson and Luke Tenuta. Um, they have both opened up their 21-day window to potentially return to the uh, squad. Um, Wilson... Clearly, you know, it would be so, so, so good to get him back out there. It absolutely sucks that he went down literally a few plays after Aaron Jones did, finally getting his chance and having it robbed from him. Um, But they are back out in the practice field. We'll see if either one of them gets activated anytime soon. And finally, Corey, I know uh, you're excited for Sunday's game, and I do think if the Packers were, and it could happen if they were to lose to the Panthers. There's a decent mm-hmm. chance the NFL flexes out that Packers Vikings game uh, later in the week, weeks 14 through 17. The league only needs six days. Like so, what would they flex it to? The, normally, it's 12 days. Probably the afternoon game, I would suspect. Like take it out of prime oh, so time. So still on the 31st, just yeah, it'd still be on the thing. same day, but it would just it would just not be the prime time game. Like I still think there's a decent chance that it's in prime time, but 
you never know. I mean, depending on what transpires around the league, maybe there's another game that just is more attractive, what have you. There's there's very much a possibility, especially if the Packers lose Sunday, that the Packers could get flexed out. So something to watch I don't on see, Christmas. Uh, that what, is the what's, the, what's the deal with uh, if we lose against the Panthers, are we out of the playoffs? Got to be, right? Not 100%, not 100%, but pretty damn close. Closer. Around life support at that point. Yeah. Getting closer. Um, let's talk about the offense, shall we? If there was any team Rashid to Walker's lose, what are the Panthers? The Panthers are like set two and They've won two games. They've yeah, won so two if there's games, any team sorry. to lose to the Panthers, it's definitely the Green Bay Packers of 2023. Oh, 100%. Come on. I would bet. We can lose to anybody. We yeah. can beat anybody, and we can lose to anybody. We know that. <sighs> there is zero, zero question of it. Um, let's talk about Rasheed Walker's glow up. I love that he was PFF's number one rated uh, tackle in week 15. He had a strong game, but not just in pass pro, which is where he's really come on here these last this last month or so but in the run game in particular he had a good game like I love the fact that you know obviously he'd been splitting time with uh Yash Nyman and still is to an extent but yeah man, he only played he 68 very well of the snaps uh last yep. game which is interesting yep. I love like this still I love this new decided. development I love this new development of you having the snap counts in front of you during during our chats. It's good. It's I like it. The snap it's counts tell you level. a lot. They tell you a they lot. They do, 100%. They absolutely do. Don't Especially disagree. they tell you, like, it, it, what, what I like about them is that they tell you, you know, have we decided on some starters or not? Or what are we What are we doing here, you know? So clearly right. Stenovich hasn't figured out what the hell he wants to do. And Runyon's still getting snapped time. Ryan's still in there. They, we don't know what we're doing when it comes. We know what we're doing with Myers, Jenkins, and Tom. But after that, we got no clue. Yeah, we got we got stuff to figure out. <sighs> Though I will say, it's very clear. Um, Sean Ryan's playing more and more, and yeah, he oh, had another strong outing uh, against the Bucks. So hopefully, he's in the mix this offseason to get a starting position. We shall see. Um, Jaden Reed is one catch away from history. Now, I, I don't want to jinx anything. God knows that toe injury could potentially keep him out of this game on Sunday. But he is one catch away from tying Sterling Sharp's franchise record for most receptions in a rookie season. I mean, that's damn impressive. To your point, Corey, I know you've often said, like, yes, these rookies getting lots more opportunities than have traditionally been available in Green Bay. And that's very true. But, man... Sterling Sharp started all 16 games his rookie season. Uh, and, you know, Reed has started 11 this season. Hmm. It's like Reed it has really come on. And certainly I think Watson being out has afforded him more opportunity. But the kids made the most of it, right? And you saw it again on Sunday, that catch in the end zone. That's being phenomenal. And his work after the catch is pretty phenomenal as well. Um, but just to be in the conversation with Sterling Sharp in any capacity uh, speaks well of Jaden Reed and his potential, man. I mean, the fact that this is just like the beginning, I'm so excited for this kid. I love watching him play. Yeah, I'm, uh, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of bad to say about Jaden Reed at this point. He's definitely the uh, the up and coming wide receiver, and and yep. you know of for this year. If Christian Watson was that last year, he's that this year, right? And you, and he has probably the Although biggest Wicks upside. Although Wicks is no slouch. 
Yeah, yeah Wicks has been no slouch too. No, I, mean, I think Wicks, Wicks and Heath. Really good. Wicks and Heath, I think, have, have finally started to come on, and and clearly Wicks yeah. has the confidence Great. of uh, of love. It's there's no doubt about that since the beginning of right. the season. Big time. But yeah, who was throwing Sterling um, Sharp? A uh, Magic Man. His rookie year? No, yeah. wasn't it? I'm trying to remember. I can't. I was even trying to look, and I couldn't even was. look who was throwing to him. And I was like, "Who the f is throwing to Sterling Sharp?" Magic did, but before that, I think he even he was there at the tail end of somebody else. I can't remember who. He had a he had a I'm number like, of like poor quarterbacks before he got got to uh, Brett, but he did have Magic for a bit. I mean, um, it is kind of crazy considering. There's a lot of craziness about the wide receivers, and I was talking to uh, I was at the UWGB women's game last night. I was talking about the wide receivers, like mm-hmm. you know we we've, we've talked about this on the show. Uh, you know, Brett and uh, Aaron had you know really good wide receivers to throw to, at least a, a number one and a number two, a true number one and a number two when he was uh, throwing the ball. And the fact that Jordan really does not have that, um, you know, is is kind of one of these weird outliers that I think we're going to look back on this season uh, when, when it's all said and done and, and really take kind of an interesting – it's a very, very – you know, the fact that we had the cap submersion, the fact that we're still not out of these cap woes, the fact that we made the, the, the risk to take love, the fact that everything that happened with um, Rodgers um, – it's just like it's fascinating. We find ourselves in this place where we have a decimated team, and we have to make do with the best <laughs> of what it is, and we still were right. allowed to have this middle run that we had. You know that that two game stretch. Um, so that's kind of interesting because we should be a lot shittier than we are on paper. Uh, yeah. Uh, some might say that's a testament of coaching, but I I keep hearing how horrible the floor is. It's funny how that works. Um. I don't Jordan think Love. anybody can look. I don't think anybody can look. Sorry, keep it. I don't think anybody no, can look at our offense objectively, and really understand salary cap, player personnel. I don't think you can right. look back on our offense right now and and say that it. I I, I feel like based on an objective viewpoint of all of the uh, variables, Factors, I think that the right. offense has performed above expectations. Maybe totally slightly agree. above, but but above for, for nonetheless. Totally agree. And look, we talked about it all summer. We talked about it in the preseason. It, you knew there were going to be struggles, right? You knew there were going to be long stretches, hard times, frustrations, no question about it. I certainly expected Jordan Love to have ups and downs. I certainly expected the offense to have, you know, even like game by game, like a good half where – remember – what was it in 2019 Matt's first year in town where the offense would show like glimmers and then have really frustrating stretches. Like they kept stubbing their toe and kept like fizzling out before they'd even get to the red zone and things like that. That's kind of what I expected Jordan's first year under center to look like. And coupled with, you know, Jordan being a first time starter in general, like you don't expect some guy to come in and especially the last month plus to play as well as Jordan has, but he just continues to grow. The fact that he had the performance he did last Monday night in New York, and he bounces back and has a really good performance against the Bucks. Now, I know he didn't start great, but as that game went on, he got better and better. And I just didn't expect this sustained level of productivity 
to your point, from this offensive group, look, they have no running game, right? Like they ran the ball in the first drive, and then I think they had 16 yards after that the entirety of the rest of the contest on Sunday. You know, so he's got no support from his run game. He's got nothing but first and second year players running around uh, at the skill position players at tight end and wide receiver. And yet they keep moving the ball and scoring points. Now, they're probably not scoring as much as they should or would like, obviously would like to. I think this is a team that has the upside and the ability to put up 30 a game. There's no oh, yeah. question with their athleticism and their explosiveness with the individuals involved. They could easily be scoring 30 a game if they could get out of their own way. But they're young as hell. And I know people are sick of the youth talk, but it's true. You know what I mean? And there's zero doubt that injuries play into it. You get Watson on the field, it's a very different team. I think we saw that against Detroit and the Chiefs. But, man, you see the promise and potential and the fact that they're just starting to scratch that and doing it on a pretty damn consistent level at this point, week in and week out. I can't tell you how excited I am. I said this earlier on the radio. It's like, I feel like a bad fan because I'm so excited for 2024. Like, if we make the playoffs this year, great. I'll love it. It'll be a major feather in the cap of Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love, except in the whole kind of squad, right? But, man, I cannot begin to tell you how excited I am for 2024, looking at what they've accomplished this year it's a little ahead of schedule not i was lot, excited not but the salary i was excited but then i realized the salary cap's gonna suck also randy wright threw 50 percent of the time and don mikowski threw the other 50 percent. thank you he soder i knew there was I, I wasn't sure thank if it you was to randy all the wright old for... thank you to the all the old, old men head. older than us on the chat that are watching the show we right know, now we Appreciate know our you. audience Corey. yeah i knew we i knew our... it would be answered immediately mm, randy wright randy wright don't forget he played seven games and then Don so Mikowski funny. took over. Dude, yesterday I was on the radio <laughs> with Billy, and we were talking about Jim and Max and the fact that Larry came in as the third voice initially and how I really – that really threw me for a loop when it happened. Like, I was not happy that they inserted Larry. And I couldn't remember off the top of my head what year it happened. And I said that out loud into a microphone on the radio, and literally within two minutes I had three DMs from people who work in the business who were like, oh, yeah, uh, Larry started in 95. I'm like, oh, thanks. Thanks, old heads. Good good to know you're out there listening. <laughs> we got nothing but old heads here on Cheesehead TV. That's how we roll. That is who we are. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, let's talk about the defense. We've talked a lot about the offense. Oh dear, here I we think go. to try and stave off conversation about the defense. But <sighs> wait, before we do, because it's a good let's kind of not. break point, and I'm going to not and say this we is did. a this is the tangent that you always uh, tell me not to go on, but I'm going to go on it. Uh, right over your left shoulder, if you look mm-hmm. that that little little stack of smoke, like like uh, there at Lambeau, that's this, my right shoulder. Comes, okay. Like no 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 other shoulder there you go yeah that's your right shoulder yeah that is oh my god that to me that is like actually no it is my left shoulder 
I was just gonna say. Like, Sorry, you I'm me, looking you're at myself. Me over here. <laughs> I love how. They, Thanks, yeah, Nick that's Lutz. the smoke. <laughs> that smoke. That is that is the, the fires pulp. of Lambo burning <laughs> that's throughout the night. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not Mordor. The fires. It's like mines Moria. Of Moria. It's mines yeah. of Moria. They're they're mining for mithril that will protect Jordan Love. Like they're I trying just to love out. the silhouette. The silhouette trying, is amazing. They're trying to vote on who will be the next defensive coordinator. Yeah, that's no. what it is. When there's white smoke, there's a new DC. Got it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just always yeah. I'm fascinated by that little tableau. All right, let's talk about the defense because we have to because it's part of the game. Mm, I don't want to. You know what's so depressing, Corey? At this point, I mean, there are a lot of things that are depressing when you talk about the defense, but at this Joe point, Barry. the Packers are. The Packers defense is the opponent's get right game. Like if you're in the NFL and you see the Green Bay Packers on your schedule, you're like, oh, man, it is time to feast. It is time to get right. I'm going to, if I'm a quarterback, going to throw for 300 yards. Yep. Bunch of touchdowns. I mean, this is like people with, especially here down the stretch, right? End of the year, you're thinking, I got to reach my escalator i gotta hit that bonus i gotta like add pad my stats you see the green bay packers defense baby daddy's getting paid like i am gonna get paid because i know i'm hitting that escalator i'm gonna hit that bonus because i know the packers just gonna like lay out the red carpet for me i mean look no further than the fact that baker mayfield came off a game where he completed less than 50 percent of his passes to a perfect passer rating in Lambeau Field, four touchdowns, NFC Offensive Player of the Week. That's the Green Bay Packers. Also, two weeks in a row, NFC Offensive Player of the Week, the opposing quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. They're the get-right game. The Packers are your get-right game. Bryce Young, you're welcome. I know there's been a lot of talk around you, how you're disappointing rookie season, etc. Packers are coming to town, buddy. Get ready to pad those stats. Um, Oh, dear. Yeah, it's it's just depressing. Now, here's the here's the other thing I wanted to mention about. Now, obviously, a lot has been said about Joe Barry. He's he's here for the next three weeks at least. I just hope everything, all the noise around the performance on Sunday against the Buccaneers enables him to empower his players in a way that maybe he hasn't up until now. But and like people have heard me talk about like let them compete right like get up in the grill of the wide receivers let them compete. I don't expect that to change so much, but I think John Kuhn talking about it with Dusty on Packers Playbook this week is a perfect example where there's a play actually the play that caused me to have my outburst on Watch Party second and eighteen they convert very easily. It's like it's very clear that Campbell knows they're not in the right alignment and for whatever reason, Quay Walker's not even paying attention. And then Campbell gets cooked first down after second and 18. It's like, do they not have mechanisms within their defense where the players can just take over when necessary? Cause like, you look, there are going to be times when, and we've seen it right. When Joe Barry was talking about the play in Vegas where Preston Smith goes out and has to take on Devonte Adams and not one-on-one, but he's playing a zone and, like, how are there not mechanisms in place for the players on the field to go, 
you know, whatever word or signal might be, okay, check with the backer, whoever's got the green dot. Like, let's get out of this. Let's get into something else. It just blows my mind that again and again and again, we've heard it. We heard it in coming off of the New York game. Like, so like Valentine didn't get the call. Like, how is there not a mechanism within the defense to get you in and out of stuff when you're in a loud environment? You know, when you have a point where, oh, gosh, we've got to make a quick call or a quick adjustment. John, I'm, I'm, I'm begging everyone. I'm begging everyone to go and watch this week's Packers playbook because usually Dusty and John focus on the offense. But this week, for obvious reasons, they broke down six different plays from the defensive side. And John does a great job of just kind of laying out the communication issues. And, and that's the thing. Like, so Matt sitting there and saying, okay, it was a communication breakdown is absolutely true. But, okay, so empower your players to take over so they don't need to worry about Joe's call. You know, at well, some clearly, point, the players clearly on the field have to play the game. I mean, clearly they haven't graduated, apparently. They haven't gotten their graduation so they don't get to, like, be on their own. Apparently, that's the thing. I mean, that's what kind of how many me times nuts. do we run zone versus man? Like, is it like 90 to 10? Is it like 95? Feels to like five? that, right? It feels like it that. feels but like we only like, know how to run. It doesn't zone. matter. That's it. Oh, I know. Well, that's oh, I know it doesn't matter, but I'm just saying. Right. Right. They're unsuccessful running both. That's the problem. <laughs> that's that's the issue. Um, one positive note. I did want to give one positive note coming out of that game. Lucas Van Ness is showing up, man. You can see the promise. You can see the you know upside. Everything they liked when they drafted him. The frustrating part for me is like, you know, they run that stunt. He gets that sack. He's very excited. Everyone's dapping him up, and then they put him on the sideline. Like every time this rookie starts cooking, they they sub him out, and that kind of drives me nuts. But you know. It is what it is. I mean, he only played 26 snaps. Feels low. It is low. That's my point. Like, he I gets don't like cooking, it. and then they take him out. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't get it. Yeah, but, you know. I don't get it. It's just, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, you got to get got to get those snaps to Rashawn and Preston. So I mean, I get Rashawn like getting him utilized. I that. I'd like to see him utilized, like, on these some of these longer passing situations where, you know, let him get his hand in the dirt, let him rush from the inside. Like just let him play a little bit more, but I know that's not how they roll. They, that ain't their gig. That's they're They're very, you know, cautious, I guess is the word or, or I'm just, I'm pretty sure that the know. green Bay Packers defense is never going to be good. Like I, if Oops. you think about it, the best we've ever been, I remember, I remember like, you know, 2009, I always I would live and die on uh, interceptions, right? And it's like as long as we can get that. Yes. I, even, I, I remember many transplants talking about it. Like, yep. hey, if we're yep. just plus three, plus nine on interceptions, we win. Like, we're winning. We're winning. As long as we yep. win the turnover battle, that's all we need to do. And we can play bend but don't break. And we've always played bend but, but don't course. break. It just feels like now nowadays, like, we – like if you get anything over ten yards, if we're if it's second and fifteen or third and eighteen, we're we, done. You got us right where you want us. You got right. <laughs> like well, what other teams are point. like that? It's crazy. None, none, none. That's oh, what's wait, crazy to me. Here, I gotta Insane. look this up because Dusty retweeted. I saw Paul put this. Paul Noonan put this stat out there, 
And like just kind of scrolling through Twitter, I was like, yeah, that's not good. And then Dusty retweeted it this, I think last night or maybe this morning. Um, hold on a second. Where he just said, buddy, yeah, this sucks. Wait, where was it? It, it was incredible. The oh, Packers yeah, defense that. has had opposing offenses in second and 20 or more 11 times this year. They've allowed a gain of 18 plus yards four times in that situation. Like the league average is one. That seemed like, low. What but, are we? Do- yeah. What are we doing here? No, that's my point. It's exponentially higher. Like you are supposed to be at no, the advantage. No, I mean advantage. it seemed low from what I saw with my own eyes. I, I feel I feel like oh, that right. would be higher. Like you thought four times should have been twelve times. Like right? four. I just eleven. It, uh, it's yeah. it blows my mind. It blows my mind, and that's what. Well, and if they didn't get eighteen, me to lose they got my nine, mind or they the, got ten, or <laughs> they got fourteen. That's the thing. John <laughs> talked about it on Packers Playbook, where you know, as a oh, defense, man. you're sitting there second and eighteen or second and twenty nine. They had a second and twenty nine where they gave up twenty four yards, Corey. You know what I mean? Like, how does that even? And happen? I understand Communi- communication, whatever. Fine. There's no <sighs> way that you can sit here and tell me that it's all on the players when it happens repeatedly no. No. to only one franchise in the fucking league. That's what drives me nuts. At some point, if you look at, okay, test results, right? And this same group from this same professor keeps failing at some point. I don't think it's on the students. Every great coach is a great teacher. Sure feels like Joe Barry is a lousy teacher. That's the conclusion I keep coming to. Or or to the point, like what I said about graduation, it's almost like he knows how to get them to their freshman year, but he doesn't know how to graduate them. He doesn't know how to turn them into their own That's thing. pretty good. That's pretty and that good. actually, yeah. like, it, it checks out if you look at his record, right? His record is he's never really gotten a defense long-term to be any good, you know? Totally the crazy agree. thing about him when they hired him was the fact that he didn't really have the pedigree you would want at all. Like, he didn't really Zero have success pedigree. anywhere. Zero pedigree. <laughs> like, it was like, hey, Joe here you knew, go, Joe. Joe here's your right third people. chance. Yeah, he knew oh, the right dude. people. Here's your fourth he chance. Knew the right people. Uh, speaking of Paul Noonan, he did a whole article when, the, when Joe got hired, and I'll never forget it, about nepotism and how Joe basically got his job. I highly recommend everyone go read that if you you know want your blood pressure to skyrocket because it's getting frustrating as hell. Well, and when you read um, it, when you read it, you should just realize that that's literally how the world works. By the way, so in, that's in like how, everything. especially the NFL works. No but doubt. like it, all business, and the right, you know, it's not just the NFL. Unfortunately, I mean, look at me. The only reason I got a job is because of you. So it's all good, man. No, it's just funny. It is it is funny and a testament to life where I feel like we are we are we are raised to think I was raised to think that it's a meritocracy and I wish that and and granted we had plenty of people, you know, at our school and other ways saying like it's 100% who you know and my father used to say that and stuff like that. But right. you, you know when you're yep. young you want to hope and you want to believe that it's a meritocracy and you know it's just kind of sad yeah, because they... the more our world was is and could be a meritocracy, I do believe the better it would be. And certainly the better the fucking Packers would be. Fuck's sake. Amen. Amen to that. Oh, yeah. no question about it. Uh, let's look at this Packers-Panthers game real quick, shall we? Um, the Packers are four-and-a-half-point favorites, which, of course, scares the shit out of me. At least they opened as four-and-a-half-point favorites. At some sports books, they're at 
they've gone down to four point favorites, but four and a half right now on FanDuel. I mean, they haven't handled being favorites very well so far. Hopefully, that changes on Sunday. Mm. Uh, Corey, you you want to talk about scoring problems or not being unable to score? I know. Remember October when the Packers couldn't get a first down in the first half, and it was really hard to score points and all that. I mean, imagine being a Panthers fan. They rank 29th in scoring. 14.7 points per game. If they come out here and just march up and down the field and score, what, 20, 25, 30 points on the Packers, maybe Matt rethinks his position. I doubt it. Doubt it. But maybe. Doubt it. I mean, there's a. I know there's plenty of people that are watching this show right now that want the Panthers to put up a thirty burger just in the, just in the, <laughs> off chance that that gets Joe Barry fired. Gets Joe uh, fired for Christmas. I mean, yeah, yeah. I. Can you imagine? I, I don't you like imagine? this whole. The Monday I don't like this whole, Christmas presser. <laughs> I I really Matt think if we win the like coin toss, players. we need to take offense. I I just think we need to get back to this. I don't. Like I totally this. agree. I totally agree. That's what I was going to say earlier when like you were it. talking about two thousand nine. Two thousand nine, Capers defense. Yeah, they feasted. They had turnovers. You know why? Because Rogers and the offense like put up a ton of points. Yep. So like yeah, let's take the ball and let's score. And, and that's what Brett did too, by the way. People. That's what ninety six did. Oh, it's yeah. like hey, we gotta oh, we time. gotta score points so that Reggie can get a sack. That's what we we're living Let's in. And Leroy uh, can get a, a interception. Can get an interception, do a Lambo leap, and I'm about that life. Bryce Young has thrown nine touchdowns and nine interceptions. Like if they make this kid look good, I mean, I just rest my case because I mean, look, I'm cheering for him. I think he's a talent. I think he's been done wrong there in Carolina, but man, it, we cannot let this kid get on track. Can't do it. Cannot do it. But I fully expect us to. Like that's where I'm living right now. I mean, there's um, no there's no doubt that however bad you think the Carolina Panthers are, the Packers will make them look good. There's just no doubt about it. There's whatever they're whatever Carolina's bad at, they're gonna be good at on Sunday. There's no there's no yep. way around that. Correct. You know? I've I've absolutely resigned myself to that. No question about it. Um let's get to the Deion Sanders quote of the week. I love this from Deion. He was asked about his offensive coordinator, Pat Shermer, he said, how are you going to ask who came in mid season, right? How are you going to ask me? How did Pat do? Then you want to shoot him. What kind of bull junk is that? <laughs> bull junk. I need, I need t-shirts that say bull junk. That's all I know. I know. I and saw then this he, whole, he was, he was good natured when he was talking about it, but I just, I that. saw this whole uh, TikTok with him about the NFL and how he would never be the coach in the NFL and how he was talking about, he it was I think the NBA guys that have the podcast that really popular podcast right now that's a bunch of former NBA players, mm-hmm. and he was on oh, yeah. there and he was like, "How am I going to tell a guy that makes fifty million dollars to play better?" It's like, "Yep, he ain't listening to me. I don't want that." <laughs> He's like, "I like this. Dion, I like my job." Dion does just kind of assume everyone's like him though. Like Dion could do that because he was Dion and he was that good. You know what I mean? Like. But he never. I think he's did, a though. little bit. The funny off. thing about Dion is, like, uh, I don't know about all that, but you know, it was rare. He knew that how guy worked he his ass off. He knew how good no, he, he was, does. but he was I'm not a, saying he's he a hard work. worker. He never played off. No, he's hundred percent a hard worker. Yeah, no doubt. It's like, yeah. Okay. But that's the other thing. It's not like a coach really needed to tell him you need to play better because he was always playing 
like at an all pro level. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. It's, I don't. Like, I don't no one's going to sit down and go, Dion, you need to do this better. Yeah, totally. I don't see. I don't. I don't feel like. Uh, I don't take much stock in the fact that people are really mad at Matt Lafleur because he's. I mean, I feel like people are mad at Matt Lafleur because he's not firing Joe Barry. I get that, but I do feel like as soon as mm-hmm. he fires Joe Barry, all will be forgiven as far as Matt Lafleur. I don't think there's going to be like any holdover. Oh, I don't know, man. Okay, I'm I think it depends on who do... he hires as a defensive coordinator. Ah, oh, there it is. There it is. Because look, as soon as he fires Joe Barry, the clock is ticking. Like, that is it. It is time. Like, whoever he hires will be celebrated or panned, depending on the fan. But make no mistake about it. A, the defense had better fucking be better. And B, he's got to win a lot as soon as that happens. Like, he's had grace after the transition from Rodgers to Love this season, all that has transpired, keeping Joe Barry, all of that. I And I say this with, the understanding that I, I get that I have blown my top about Barry a million times, right? But I understood and I understand why Matt kept him this year as far as the transition from, you know, not only Rogers to love, but like how many coaches he kind of let not let go, but left his staff and then wanting continuity, not wanting to have turnover every single year. I understand that. I'm not saying I would have done that or I you know would have gone about it that way but i get it i understand it but now all that understanding and i suspect murphy and everyone in the building is kind of the same way but all that understanding and all that grace now now it's done like you've had your time joe has proven to be not up to snuff whatever this next hire is that's got to be it and you've got to win it's title town it ain't wait around town you know what i mean so yeah, and that's that's I get like, and it's hard for people. But like, here's think, the thing, though, I don't that see... long term because I see people all the time being like, "Well, you know, they're they have a losing record this year, blah blah blah." It's like, well, yeah, they knew Duh. that was most likely going yeah, to be the case they baked that coming into, into this cake. season. Yeah, they baked that exactly, exactly. I, you know, I I don't know what I think. I mean. Is there any world that could exist where Sala uh, gets fired this year by the Jets? There's definitely a world where that happens. But I feel like he could get I fired. If he gets fired, if he gets fired, he's number not- one candidate, you realize. Oh, right? yeah. I totally agree. I totally agree, but I don't think that's going to happen. I'll be shocked if it happens. And now, look, I've been shocked before. The Jets do some stupid shit, though. I mean, they they this gave us the other one. They gave us eighty. They gave us fifty million dollars or eighty million dollars for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they're dumb. They're really dumb. <laughs> like that management is fucking terrible. There's no doubt yeah. about that. I mean, yeah, I've unsubscribed to Jets tickets. I've unsubscribed to Jets tickets. You know what? I bought Jets tickets like four years ago for right. a Green Bay Packers Jets game. No, it was like seven years ago. Right. And I've tried to unsubscribe right. forever, and they still won't let me fucking unsubscribe. <laughs> so I still get emails about Jets tickets, for God's sakes. Okay, but let's let's make one That's thing clear. Yeah, uh, Douglas, the whole upper echelon there, like football side, say whatever you want, like, they haven't been great. They certainly haven't covered themselves in glory this season. But all of this is driven by the owner. All of this is ownership. Oh, yeah. 100%. And so I laugh when people are like, oh, Devondre Campbell had a tweet where he expressed dissatisfaction with something. And people are like, well, you know, this is why the Packers need an owner. 
Really? Really? You want to be run like the Jets? Are you fucking insane? No like, way. it's just hilarious to me. The whole Rodgers debacle here in New York is about Woody Johnson wanting a photo op. That is it. That is 100% it. So, like, yo, pine for ownership all you want. I am fucking glad we don't have to deal with that shit in Green Bay. Zero. I mean, also, to be fair, to be fair, and I don't know what the numbers look like, but the Jets increased their – the Jets increase oh, yeah. by by getting Rodgers. They increase their subscription rate. Uh, I don't know what the oh, percentage they, yeah. was, but clearly business, baby. Oh hell yeah, yeah. It's big business, no doubt. And I do, no I doubt. do wish uh, there is it's a part a business of me, decision. There's no a doubt. part of me it that I wish decision. we could have it. I wish I want us to have it both ways when we get a new president. Somewhat, I wish that the executive mm-hmm. committee would hire a business person ish and not an administrator. Mm-hmm. And I, I, there's a lot of things I like about Mark Murphy, but there's a lot of things I don't like about Mark Murphy. And he hasn't fixed a lot of structural issues at 1265. And in some ways, from what I've experienced, there are certain areas of the Packers that have been allowed to run roughshod, and they need to get a handle on it. Reined in a little bit. Yeah, little some, bit. some divisions at 1265 need a little reining in. The, the, the silos the brand... on football side have been taken care of, but the silos on the other parts of 1265 have Yeah. Pestered. I just think a lot of people need to a lot of people need to get a check on what the brand is and what it means and I think there's there's a disconnect with some people that work there. Different disconnect, not the trial not the triangle this time. It's a different triangle. The, uh, it's less of a triangle and more of whatever many side like polygon. It's hexagon, poly- like a polygon. Something. It's polygonal. Something gone. Not polygamy, but polygonal. <laughs> With that, let's get to blogosphere. <laughs> That's right, it's this week in the Packer Blogosphere, the return of that venerable series. Corey, I don't know if you heard this, but Devondre Campbell tweeted something yesterday. I saw that. It's crazy. It was amazing. It was amazing. Let's take a look at the, the tweet that was heard around the world, at least in the Packers world. Not going out of my way anymore, and I'm not playing through injuries anymore, because when shit goes wrong, they always use it against you. I'm treating everyone accordingly and giving them the same energy they've given me. Focus on yourself and your mental 59. You owe it to yourself. Handshake emoji. I'm hey, I for one applaud Devondre for putting his own, you know, thoughts to the internet and letting it all out there and trying to reinforce, maybe manifest his own kind of mental fortitude and taking care of himself that way. I'll just say this. You know, Devondre Campbell was in the bad coming out of that game because what was put on tape was bad. Now, if he's talking about whatever, playing through injuries, what have you, I get it. I understand that frustration, right? Um, I did think it was hilarious. His response, he was in available in the locker room today, which he nor- very rarely is. Like, he does not make himself available often. Uh, but his quote today is an all-timer. I mean, absolutely all-timer. He was, you know, the gaggle of reporters descending upon him in the locker room. Quote, I'm not answering no questions about anything that happened on the internet. We trying to win out. Let's go. Come on. That's I mean, so we're, 
were amazing. So I love that. Did Joe so Barry much. call him out at any time? Like, where where do you think this we don't is know. coming from? We don't know. But there wasn't like a press conference. Like Joe Barry in his press conference didn't no. like call him out. No, anything, no, 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 no. We haven't so heard from Barry. We'll hear from Barry who, not who tomorrow. Who do we think is day. blaming Devondre Campbell? Like clearly, we don't, we it's don't either know. His position maybe. coach. It's Joe Barry, Somebody. or it's Matt Lafleur, or, or maybe it's, it's Murphy, maybe it's fans right. on social media, maybe it's public opinion. You know, we don't know. He didn't want to talk about it today. Matt Lafleur was asked about it. He said they had a chat, and but they didn't get really into the tweet. I just find it fascinating how people have uh, <laughs> who who like have these strident, like really heartfelt ironclad opinions about whatever he tweets any player really whatever they tweet it's like it ain't that big a deal it really isn't and i understand people glomming onto it and trying to yeah kind of interpret it or whatever i understand that that's part of the gig like i he's it's a public forum twitter social media what have you but this idea that like um it's a reflection of disconnect inside 1265 or Joe Barry or his position coach or whatever. It's like, man, man's just frustrated. Uh, clearly they most likely on Monday went over the film. It didn't look good. And that's not telling tales out of school. That's just the facts. Right. And whatever was said, I'm sure he was frustrated and he took to Twitter as many of us do when we are frustrated with whatever's going on in our life. I just find it funny that all of a sudden this has become kind of a dramatic narrative when, you know, essentially it's, you know, okay, he's probably pretty frustrated coming off a really bad game. The whole defense is coming off a really bad game. He vented a little bit, and he's allowed to do so. I don't have a problem with that. What do you think's going to happen if, like, Matt LaFleur doesn't fire Joe Barry at the end of the season? <laughs> well, then I think they're going to go back to they'll – go, they'll, they'll be whatever they are next year. They'll be problematic on defense, and then Matt will get fired at the end of 2024, most likely. That would be my guess. But, on you know, maybe they have some dramatic turnaround on defense philosophically. I mean, and that's the thing. Maybe if they because, have, if, maybe if, because it, the offense in another year with Love and all these young guys and they're scoring 30 a game, they go 13-3 and three because they're outscoring everybody. That would be Matt's preference, right? I that mean, would be Matt's like, vision. W- w- like – if you're if you're Matt, right, and you beat the Carolina Panthers, then you go and you beat the Minnesota oh. Vikings, right? And then you beat hope, the right. Chicago Bears at home, Chicago Bears. right, to end the season, right. right? You get into the playoffs, you win that first playoff game, and then you get spanked by like the Niners or something, right? So let's right. just play that out. And and you're de- and, and we were as good when we beat teams as we were when we beat Kansas City and uh, Detroit, right, Detroit. Right? Let's imagine. Right. Let's imagine we get a little streak like that, right? Imagine we remember how we world. all felt. Yeah. Okay, imagine a world. Yeah. Imagine Very an exciting. menagerie manager managing a Packers team that makes you feel as good as you felt when we kicked Detroit's ass and we kicked Kansas City's ass. Okay, so then all of right. a sudden, well, we didn't really kick Kansas City's ass. We more kicked Detroit's ass. But imagine the, that feeling, right? And now you got four mm-hmm. games, and then you lose a playoff game to somebody good. Right. What world exists where you're going to fire your DC? It all depends on the manner in which and it's possible. the totality of the like, work. Like you want to get depressed? That's <laughs> that's depression right there. I'd actually rather, to be honest with you. Oh, don't say it. Don't say it. 
Don't say it. I know what you're going to say. Don't say it. What would you rather, Banky? I mean, I just want don't to sit here and tell me you want the Packers to lose. I've been very quiet. You want the Packers to lose. I didn't say that. I never uh-huh. want the Packers to lose. Uh-huh. But I do want, okay, for the first time, I am announcing my candidacy for Joe Barry to get fired. I've never said that on air, but it, it's time. <laughs> It's time. I've I've actually I haven't defended candidacy. him, but I've always my I've candidacy. always <laughs> I'm announcing my candidacy to be <laughs> part of Joe Barry getting fired. <laughs> I announced my candidacy to be part of the mob. I would also <laughs> like to add my pitch. I would like to jump to on yes, I would like to jump on to the uh Brandy started like five years ago, whenever Joe Barry oh, got yeah. hired. Even before yeah, Joe Brandy, was hired, Brandy was Yeah, before fired. Brandy was hired before Joe was hired, Brandy was uh, in the truck and she was like, Joe Barry, let's get him fired. And let's so I'm I, I know I'm not in the so driver's much. seat because Amar is in the driver's seat there. I get that. Amar I get that. Definitely Brandy, in the driver's seat. Brandy and Amar are in the driver's seat. Or actually Amar might be on the gun turret on the top. But um <laughs> but yeah, I'm uh I'm gonna join I'm joining the truck. I'm joining the convoy, oh, as it were. That's great. That is great. You know who else is joining the convoy? The onion. Can you how bad are you at your job when the onion comes for you? The onion. Look at this. The onion on Monday roasted Joe Barry. With their headline, James Webb Telescope finds evidence of Packers secondary lined up 20 million light years off receivers. <laughs> there you go. That's all. I mean, look, I understand. Like, yeah, it's a hard job. Isn't the onion it's, in Madison, like, though? Thing going Isn't the onion in Madison? Oh, yeah, they're Wisconsin-based. They've, yeah, they're Wisconsin-based. So that's They've not that like, surprising. That's how they started. Yeah, also, but, like, like, classic for a couple have they fucking commented? Badger fans to talk shit about How Madison. often? No, they're not Badger. Stop, stop, stop. They're, they're hardcore Packers University fans. But how often, how often has the Onion weighed in on this season's Packers team? That just tells you how bad it got on Sunday. That's all. It's just gradation, you know? Maybe they just the watched onion, your video and then they just wrote an article you. off your video. That's probably that's probably true. That's probably true. They they're big cheese head teams. No I got more comments about your video uh, than anything else. It was really hilarious. Well, which one? You mean me blowing up? Yeah, I'm not proud of it, Banky. But I'd had enough. If they spit, that was look that blow up that rant was three years in the making. Like that's not just that second and eighteen play. That is three years of frustration of watching the same shit with Joe Barry's defense again and again and again. So just I'm not proud of it, but I had to let it out. Had had to happen. I would like to know um, the ratio of Badger versus Packer fans on the onion. That's what I would like to know. Well, I will get I will ask and I I think there's a I will conspiracy ask and theory I will get here. an answer for you. <laughs> because because they might be part of the cabal that's trying to make the Badgers the greatest sports team in Wisconsin and going against the Packers is that. So I, I have to I have to I just have to I have to I'm very wary of these narratives that people spin. Let's get to uh people's comments because I know we got a bunch of super chats to get to. Take it away, Corey. Uh, Gorzo88, Berry Christmas, everybody. Thanks for the super chat. <laughs> Get it? Dag, long as we beat the Bears, I'm happy. If we don't, then I'm going to have to shut off my internet for the whole offseason. I can't do another offseason with Bears fans chanting Fields MVP. Although, if you look <sighs> at Dag, if you look at, I mean, 
there are so many articles right now coming out that the Bears are going to draft a quarterback in uh, in the first round. So it's kind of crazy. All the all the leaking coming Word. from uh, what do you even call? What do you call the Bears' office? Bathroom? Hallis Hall. What do they call it? Hallis Hall. Hallis Hall. Hallis Hall. Okay. Hallis Hall. Got it. Did you say Got bathroom? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> the toilet. <laughs> Where do they meet? Where's the conference room? Trash. Oh, trash can. The trash. Trash uh, can. Joe Mailman. Justice Mosqueda. Joe Barry is just a vehicle for the kind of defense that Matt LaFleur wants to run. If true, how much changes if Barry is fired? Thanks for Super Chat. I mean, we'll see. I'm fascinated I, to find out. I a little bit disagree. I feel like, well, what do I know? I don't know shit. So I, I do feel like Matt is the kind of person that does empower people. So it is somewhat surprising that he has an empower that that he has Joe. I do feel like he's empowered Joe Barry, who has not empowered the players. Right. I, I do kind of feel that. So I don't know. Here's here's what I keep coming back to. Matt often talks about play style and what he wants to see from his defense as far as 11 halves to the ball. Everyone fl- like aggressive nature, sideline to sideline. But he's done precious little about it. So I'm with Justice. I think this well, is an extension of what he wants. How how can it not be? He's allowed it to he go even, on for three years. Does he even care about defense? <laughs> That's a question for Matt. Maybe we'll get him on. I mean, maybe he just doesn't out. care about defense. Maybe he's just like, hey, I just want somebody else to do it so I don't have to deal with it. I'm that Possibly. way about some stuff that I'm supposed to care about, you know? <laughs> Not gonna tell you what. To some extent, yeah. Everybody's got a little bit of that. It's like you get, and it's, and I don't even mean that to be. I I said that a little crass, but it's like, does he? It's not does he care about defense, but like I think he's an offense. He wants to be an offensive mastermind. I feel. I just. I feel, and I think I feel like he likes developing players, and I feel like he likes the coaching aspect, and you know, I I feel like he's he's that guy. But then it's like, oh, do I really get it? But he's a head coach. Defense defense falls under his purview as the head coach. I hear you, but it's kind of like Mike Holmgren. You know Mike mean? Holmgren like kind of didn't like defense, either. you know. He's like, yeah, yeah. he was chilling with. He had Fritz Schirmer, so you know. I mean, he's like, I got a West Coast but... offense to deal with. I don't want to fucking deal with some defense. Anyway, <laughs> Massimiliano Margagliati, thanks super chat. Super confident for our future. <laughs> you need to go through tough times during a transition. J Love is the guy, and that's what really matters for now. Go back. Go that's back. a healthy attitude right there, Em. Thank you, buddy. Totally agree. Tim T. Joe Barry's mother was a hamster and his father smelt of elderberries. <laughs> Always appreciate a good Mighty Python quote. Thank you, buddy. Oh, I got to grab this other one. One second. One second. What's my false dichotomy? What was my false dichotomy? I don't even know. I don't even know what. I, I think I know what dichotomy means. Dustin Logan, thanks for Super Chat. It doesn't Only matter. Soder can... says you are correct. That's all that matters. Soder said you got are it. correct. That, that's a, that's a rarity. That's a rarity. <laughs> Dustin Logan, only thing that can stop nine and eight in coal in our stocking this year, otherwise known as Joe Barry. Y'all are great. Go pack go. Merry Christmas, gentlemen. Thank you, Dustin. Appreciate you. Appreciate Thanks, the Dustin. support. Merry Christmas. Peter Oliver Parkour. Hi from Bordeaux, France. Reed is one of the two NFL players to record one hundred plus rushing, multiple rushing TDs, multiple fifty yard receptions, five hundred plus receiving yards, six plus receiving TDs. Uh, CMC is the other player. SCMC is the other player. Yeah, um, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey. I do. I always love these. I always love these, though. I always love these. It's like what disparate 
data points can I pull out to weed out all the other players? Okay, here we go. Here's the list. So I mean, those are that's a that's players. a pretty good list, though. It's a great it's, list. They don't it's feel funny they don't feel like disparate the to me. They feel they don't feel as disparate as like what the what the broadcast network pretty do. disparate. No, oh, disparate. well, Nick, yeah, because Al- that's like he's thrown three touchdowns on Monday nights. It's like who cares. <sighs> Yeah, that's what like CBS does. They're like, oh yeah. yeah, he's the only player to ever have two safeties on a Monday night on football a fo- game on a Thursday, right? Right. Nick Alessandroni, this offense with that much dead cap and back out. Yeah, true, true. Thanks for super Correct. chat, Gulam Thanks, Martin. Boosting Young's confidence to win the last three games and denying Bears' top pick is this a thoughtful parting gift? Anyway, Bears still sucks. Go Pecco. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, sir. Uh, uh, Mimsy. Hard to believe an 0-16 coach is a bad defensive coordinator. Here's what's hilarious to me. So not only were they 0-16 his final year in Detroit, Joe Barry being he, uh, they they gave up more points than any other team in the league that year. But, oh, I hear you say, but Aaron, the year before, just the year prior, the Lions won seven games. Yeah, they did. And guess what? Joe Barry's group also gave up more points than anybody else in the league when they won seven games. <laughs> like, dude is just bad at his job. Come on. Hmm. Tyler Node, happy holidays to both of you and your families. Go Pack Goat. Thank you, Tyler. That's very nice of you. Happy Thank holidays. Thank you, Tyler. To you. Merry Christmas. Appreciate the support. Uh, oh, and while everybody is here, please push that subscribe button. We need we need that boost. We need the boost. We need Speaking the boost. Speaking of support, give us the yeah. boost. Give us the boost, please. Mimsy, what benefit is there to letting Joe stay three weeks? I think it's less about because benefit and more about. Anything. Yeah, I think you it's less about anything. benefit and more about why pull the band off band aid off right now. Like, what 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 is it going to get you? What is what is the benefit? There's what what there's is what is no the, one the, on, there's more downside than there is benefit for letting him there's go. literally no one on staff that has called defensive plays forget in the NFL like in any major college setting like there's no one with any kind of experience you let that go out the door when you let Jerry Gray leave this offseason you know what I mean so yeah you could bring or let someone else call the plays for the final three weeks of the year there's nothing that guarantees that's going to get better. All it does is maybe, possibly, give you a relief for a few minutes that it got done. But then, everything you've worked on since April, essentially, is kind of out the door. You know, it's like, just, they're going to pull back, they're going to look at the entirety of the work, and I suspect, make the right decision and let Joe go at the end of the season. Maybe. Uncultured Barbarian, thanks to Super Chat. This week on Banky on the Beat, he tells Bill Michaels where he can go for his latest Coach LaFleur take. <laughs> Has he had bad <laughs> Coach LaFleur takes? I mean, I'm assuming yes. I mean, I, I don't pay attention to him. I, I don't know. Winning gamblers in here talking about how Matt should get fired. I think it's a little early for that, but what? people are allowed their opinion. Yeah, I don't why know. Should, why don't should know. Matt get fired? For what? Well, because, you know, I don't know. You know for what, though? I don't know. Doesn't mean any sense. Yeah, exactly. Precisely. Uh, because he didn't fire sense. Joe Barry on Monday, I guess. Mm. I don't know. 
Oh, okay, that's a good reason. Uncultured Barbarian, yeah. thanks for Super Chat. This week on Brandy and the Barbarian, we go over several candidates for the new DC and debate how a Jim Leonard hire would give us the greatest banky rants. <laughs> uh, is Jim Le- does Jim Leonard even have a job right now? He's kind of out yes, of everything. Right? Yes, No, What's he's he in college. He's at, he's at Illinois. He's a defensive UW consultant on the Illinois oh, staff. Oh, oh, Illinois, get it. And he's probably going to be the defensive coordinator for the Packers next year, so I hope you're ready. What? No. That's not <laughs> I just possible. said that to get you going. Uh, I mean, I'm it's like, very possible. No. It's entirely no. possible. I don't think. I don't think he's a leader in the clubhouse or anything like that. No, and you can. Okay, so just you can be it's a possible, University though. of Wisconsin at Madison fan and a Packers fan. I would I would urge you to reconsider. But yes, you can. That is that is their separate thing. So I appreciate that in the chat. Truly, I would urge you to reconsider. <laughs> there are better teams, but. Uh, as far as the, the Badgers go. Uh, but right. the second thing is somebody asked, you know, what my bone to pick with is Madison. I have a bone. I don't really have a bone. I love Madison and Milwaukee. Oh God, but anytime, anytime that they the narrative shifts on any – Green Bay is a fra- – it's not a it, – <sighs> Green Bay is great. Green Bay is great, and anybody who challenges the greatness of Green Bay in any city or team or anything else, I have a problem with, and that's that's where all my that's where all my stuff comes from. But yeah, um, fair enough. Go Green Bay. He Soder, thanks for super chat. Do you got a Xmas Eve cocktail that I can anesthetize? Man, I can't talk. Anesthetize myself with on Sunday. Resign to the inevitability of it all, but still need to tamp it down. Actually, he, I do have one. There is going to be a new cocktail video dropping tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah, tomorrow. So be ready. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, the Lamberetto people. I actually made a ton of them uh, during the Kansas City game. So we just had the Tart Star come out. But the Lamberetto, which Amaretto Sour, it's a my take on the Amaretto Sour. It's a very good holiday drink. Uh, highly recommend. And, yeah, we'll have the video coming out um, tomorrow, apparently. Mimsy, thanks for Super Chat. Corey, five, be- five beers in, could scheme better cornerback coverage. <laughs> I'd, I'd pay about, so much money to see it. I don't know about five beers I'd in. pay... So the thing much is, money to watch that. The thing is, is I'm a high risk taker when it comes to defense. I know this about myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I will right. always take the risk over like the conservative thing. And I don't think like any DC plays that in the NFL ever. Like, I think that even the riskiest DCs are not as risky as I would be. So I would be terrible. I know this. Fair. Um, also, yeah. no one would listen to me, so it would just be pointless. Like, they'd just be like, "Who the fuck are you?" Like the assistant quality need control, to to control coach would be like, "What the f- what? No, shut up! What are you doing?" <laughs> Joseph Brookover going to have lots of cap thoughts on going after Higgins or letting the young guys develop. Love me some Wicks. We're not going to have lots of cap. I was wrong about that. They're not going to have season, lots of way. cap. And also, no, you're not going after Higgins. You got like. A bunch of young ascending talent. You're not using precious cap dollars on a free agent wide receiver. No, absolutely not. Yeah, that's. I thought we were going to have lots of cap too. I'm sorry to say that we're not going to have lots of cap. Bryson, thanks for super chat. Screw too high BS. Let's become a heavy press team. Okay. You got to get those guys, though. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, yeah, well, no, we I got think a couple of them. We got a couple of them. They got, yeah, they yeah, got we enough. Got to, we got a couple two tree. They got a couple guys to work with. Uh, I do think they're entirely. It's entirely possible 
Really depends on what Matt wants, though. And uh, I don't suspect that's going to change anytime soon. Um, is that it? Are we? Is that all the super chats? Is that what we at? Oh, we just that's got one, actually. As I as I said that one. Uh, no, nope, as I said that, we got a new one. There it is. Eamon Moran. First super What's chat. Weird? Thank you. What's weird about our defense is how up and down the energy levels are week to week. There has been weeks where we fly to the ball, then there is last week. Yeah. Completely agree. Completely I will agree. say, though, we have consistently been a bad run defense. Consistently. Yeah. There, so. ain't, there ain't nothing fluctuating about that. No. Although it was funny because they did an okay job against the run on Sunday, but then, you know, second and long, got us right where they want us. No question about it. I uh, want to give a shout-out to our Patreon members out there. Thank you so much for your support. You're the lifeblood of everything we do here at Cheesehead TV. Really looking forward to tomorrow's happy hour. I'm sure it will be a very spirited discussion, along with all of you in the Care of the G Club here on YouTube. You guys show up every week. We really love your support, all the interaction on Watch Party and on the happy hour. Thank you guys so much. It really does mean the world to us. Uh, Corey, you got anything else before we head out into the evening? No. That'll do it for this episode of Packer Transplants. We'd like to thank everyone who makes Cheesehead TV part of their daily Packers routine. We are and will always be devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. I think it's a fluid situation. And we're, we're I know you guys love it, especially Nagler. I can see you smirking at me right there. Uh, we're going to take it one day at a time. And, uh, <laughs> and just, it's going to be fluid, though. That's all I can tell you.